age to age the same. That's another hymn we used to sing in our family, even doing devotions at the house. Nobody but us. And none of us could sing. But uh, we made a joyful noise in the Lord and we focused on the words. In fact, uh, I want to see those words. Uh, even tonight. From Dr. Martin Luther. And that's what I emphasized in our family devotions <clears throat> and, and even in our church services. A mighty fortress is our God. We may be uh, a little later than usual, but um, by the grace of God, we are here. I don't want you to miss your nightcap. <laughs> about it. I have children who stay up till 4 o'clock in the morning, <coughs> 3 o'clock in the morning, serving the Lord and doing other things. Sometimes 6 in the morning. So, this is, this is morning time to them. We oftentimes stay up into the wee hours of the morning serving the Lord. And um, we'll be up so late sometime. I say, you know what? It's just better for us to just, it's just best for us to stay up and mark it as an early morning rising. A mighty fortress is our God. These are the words of Dr. Martin Luther. I didn't say Dr. Martin Luther King. Some of you people don't know uh, Dr. Martin Luther. You only know Dr. Martin Luther, Luther King. When Dr. King got his name from Dr. Martin Luther. And both changed the world. It's amazing how God does that. It's amazing how his father... Daddy King had the insight to change his son's name. He, he saw something. Uh, God showed him something. I don't know what, but God showed Daddy King something to change his son's name to Martin Luther King, which has a regal royal ring to it. Anyway, 
a mighty fortress is our God. You might recall we were talking about how God is a fortress for us last night. A bulwark never failing. And by the way, I want to thank all of you, all of your likes and all of your follows last night and being with us last night. Make sure, right here, make sure that's not touching that. Move back that away from that without touching it. Allow me to begin again because I have a whole lot to say. But I'm not going to say it all tonight because I'm going to uh, enjoy a little something uh, tonight before I go to bed since I have not eaten properly today. And uh, I like enjoying a little something uh, in the evening time. And when I'm, and when I am, um, pretty busy all throughout the day <clears throat> I still try to do that it's a I count it as my reward it's a it's a fun thing to do personally a mighty fortress is our God a bulwark never failing our helper he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing for still our ancient foe does seek to work us woe his craft and power are great and armed with cruel hate on earth is not his equal did we in our own strength confide our striving would be losing. <clears throat> Were not the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. You ask who that may be? This is a beautiful hymn. Christ Jesus, it is he. Lord Sabioth is his name. From age to age the same, and he must, he must win the battle. And though this world with devil's field should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God has willed his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fail him. <clears throat> Pardon me. That word above all earthly powers, no thanks to them abideth. The spirit and the gifts are ours through him who with us sideth. Let goods and kindred go, this mortal life also, the body they may kill, God's truth abideth still, his kingdom is forever. Glory be to God. Shall we pray?
Holy Father God in heaven, Lord, help the people with me tonight all around the world. On multiple platforms. <clears throat> Lord, even at this late hour, I would not be surprised if we have 2,000, 3,000 people joining us around the world on multiple platforms. Add it all up. And I pray, Lord, with them. I want them to pray with me. I don't want them to listen to me pray. Because the power, in the words of your servant, Dr. Tony Evans, is in prayer. Uh, for he has stated that your greatest weapon as a Christian is prayer. And we all know this to be true. Uh, but many people uh, who name the name of Christ find that it is hard to pray, difficult to pray. And they would rather listen to the melodious prayers of others and not pray themselves and somehow think they're going to gain a blessing by listening to somebody else pray to you. And Lord, you have fixed things so that that is not the case. Uh, and so, uh, Lord, help people to realize that one of the main reasons why they don't want to pray is because they don't want to be confronted by you about their sins, their failures, their faults, people that they hate, people that they are doing the silent treatment on, people that they despise, people that they refuse to forgive. For you have a way, Lord, when we start praying to you, popping heads in our minds that we need to get right with, sins that we need to confess. And this is where many people who name the name of Christ stop praying because there's some work that you want us to do. Uh, and people don't like to do spiritual work. And so, Holy Father God, hallowed be your name tonight. I praise you and I thank you. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, I praise you and I thank you on this night. For many of us, this has become a spiritual nightcap, even though I do not intend to have it this late going forward. Uh, we thank you for it. And what a service we had last night. What a crowd we had last night. We give you the glory, praise, and honor and help them to spread the word of the gospel. Lord, uh, if nothing else, help them to send the gospel portion of this service to lost family members, religious and lost, irreligious and lost. And uh, Holy Father God, <clears throat> I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. And Lord, I thank you for leading me to start off the day early this morning, uh, praying to you in the same way. And then, Lord, thank you for leading me to pray without ceasing throughout this day, in spite of 
this world with the devil's field and people who are filled with the devil even in my own family and uh, sad to say even in the church <clears throat> and Holy Father God I praise you and I thank you for Lord I wouldn't be here tonight doing this work without you your love your grace and your mercy and I'm so glad to be here as you know Lord early this morning early this morning when my wife and I were praying uh, hopefully she was praying I was praying for her and uh, I told her after prayer uh, we're praying to get ready for the service tonight all day long we're going to pray for the service tonight and Lord I praise you and I thank you for leading and guiding and directing throughout the day in such a magnificent and wonderful way in spite of this world with the devil's field as Martin Luther said in his song Lord I praise you for giving me a mind to pray without ceasing and not to try to do life not even one day without acknowledging you and consulting you and praying to you throughout the day Lord I already feel your presence in this devotional service and your power Lord not on, not because uh, of me but because of your hearing and answering the feeble prayers I prayed throughout this day and I thank you for your might I thank you for your strength I thank you that you are a bulwark and that I thank you Lord for your power already and uh, how you give it so graciously and so mercifully and how you give me the privilege to read your holy word to teach your holy word to preach your holy word to preach your holy gospel and how you give me the strength to do that and I give you the glory the praise and the honor in spite of being in this world with devil's field even in the family uh, even in the church sad to say and Lord I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would uh, Lord let me say this I thank you for your Holy Son the Lord Jesus Christ your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word I praise you Lord and thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years and uh, not upon me and uh, thus my family Lord do you have provided for us by faith Lord you, you have provided for me by faith for over 43 uh, years I believe it has been as you have called me <clears throat> you called me to be full time for you so many years ago when you told me somebody needs to be full time for me and then Lord you led me to share that with Sammy Madison he went full time he led me to share that with Julius Reigns. He went full-time. And others. And so, Holy Father God, I 
thank you for what you have done all of these years. I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you've bestowed upon me. And then on top of that, Lord, in my old age, you have still given me a great purpose and great privileges and great authority to preach your holy word and to have influence upon the lives of thousands by your grace and might. And Lord, you know that's all you. It's not me at all. I never dreamt that I would have done what I've done and that I am doing what I'm doing. It's all because of you. And I do pray that you'll help other people to understand that um, that if they follow you, if they trust in you and obey you, something my wife has never learned, you will make it all right. And Lord, I'm reminded of a new commercial that I have heard. Lord, uh, and I like it. Yes, I, I'm not a big fan of McCormick, but uh, they simply say it's going to be great. With McCormick, it's going to be great. And you have spoken to my heart several times. Uh, for Lord, uh, and all preachers know what I'm talking about, all God-called preachers, and especially evangelists. We can hear something, and, and you just speak to our hearts in so many different big ways. And Lord, I know it's true that with Jesus, with you, Lord, is going to be great. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> and so, Lord, I, I just thank you so much that with you is going to be great. Lord, help uh, Marika White to come to know you as Savior. Uh, my wife of over 34 years who is with me here tonight. Help her to humble herself down. And she is uh, struggling real hard and and, and and she's under conviction, but she refuses to humble herself down, confess her sins, repent, and get saved by believing in you. And the last thing on earth she wants to do is come to me and, and renounce uh, whatever she did in Jamaica that did not amount to salvation, and for she has never shown any fruit of salvation. And so, Lord, I want her... Like all other husbands, all husbands who are who are saved, they and love and have your love in their hearts. They want their wives to enjoy the things they enjoy. And I know her life would be immensely better if she would just humble herself down, lay aside her Jamaican pride, her Pharaohistic pride, and uh, and not allow her soul to go to hell. And, and and not allow her soul to continue to live a hellacious life. And I pray that she will understand that with you, it will be great. And Lord, I, like, I thank you for that uh, jingle, that little uh, motto that they came up with. They probably spent millions of dollars for that motto. Uh, and for me, it's worth it. And I like it, just like I like more doing from Home Depot. 
Uh, Christians need to be about more doing. Let's do, let's do, let's do, let's stop talking and let's do for you and for your kingdom. And so, Holy Father God, I thank you for that ability to uh, get something spiritual out of something cold and secular. Uh, and thank you for doing that for preachers down through the years, especially evangelists. And uh, Holy Father God, uh, I praise you and thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us all. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for all seven of my children that I've had the privilege and blessing to raise to for those who have helped down through the years and those who are helping right now tremendously. Uh, the three youngest are champions as far as I'm concerned, as far as serving you. Uh, you have made them to be very faithful to you and very helpful. And uh, I'm amazed every day uh, how much work they do for your kingdom and don't even want a dime for their labor, which they deserve hundreds of dollars for what they do for the ministry and what they do for the business that supports the ministry. Um, and so, Lord, I praise you and I thank you so much for Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, and Danielle, and also Danny, Daniel, and Danita, and Danae. And Lord, I pray for, as I have done every day, for uh, Danielle, uh, the senior, and uh, Daniel, uh, and uh, Duran, and Quasia. Save all of my children, Lord, and help them to examine themselves and make sure that they are saved and that they are not Judases in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And that they would not listen to the devil and evil family members and evil church members that they are around. And I pray that you will protect them from that as only you can, as I pray every day, all day. Uh, for evil communications corrupt good manners. And I pray this for all Christian families and their children. And Lord, I do pray that you would indeed tonight, for Jesus Christ's sake, please have continued mercy and grace upon us. And Lord, help all of us to die praying. If you want us to die or to be raptured praying, and found so doing for Jesus Christ's sake please forgive us uh, those of us who are saved and know that we need to confess our sins and repent of our sins whatever it may be for Jesus Christ's sake please forgive us of our sins as we from our hearts by your grace forgive those who have sinned against us Wash and cleanse our hearts, minds, souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of Christ. And make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow. Those who are uh, with me tonight, Lord, help them to understand they will never enjoy this kind of service unless they participate. Unless they get my words 
uh, out of their minds and that they would pray to you with their words. And Lord, to help them to remember what I have reminded them of, that a little talk with Jesus will make you whole if you're not saved and will make you everything all right if you are. For Lord, uh, as the McCormick commercial says, uh, with you, and I'm changing it, everything is going to be great. It's going to be great. And I believe that. And I thank you. And I know that. And I thank you for that. And Holy Father God, I do pray <clears throat> that you would uh, indeed, for those of us who are saved and born again, crucify our flesh and the old man within us tonight. Lord, uh, help us to die to self. Help us not to walk in the flesh, uh, but to walk in the power of your Holy Spirit. Put a guard in our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes, and our temperaments, that we would not sin against you, but at the same time help us not to shy away from tough love and rebuking evil people who are full of hell and the devil. In our families and in our churches, and in our lives and help us to be humble enough to listen to your rebuke of us uh, on an individual basis and Lord I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you deliver us throughout this night on into the morning Lord deliver us from temptation evil and sin grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, live right, think right, and do right, and do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And help us, Lord, who are saved by your grace, to humble ourselves tonight, to pray, to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways, and to repent of our sins, and to get back to you, our first love, and Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the religious uh, but lost, and the irreligious and lost. Uh, Holy Father God, I don't know how you do it. I don't know anything about the tools you use other than what I uh, have experienced myself through prayer and through your Holy Word and by the your Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, move by the power of your Holy Spirit, your Holy Gospel, your Holy Word upon the hearts of millions to come to know you as Savior as they hear the Gospel. Help them to understand it. Lord, draw them in and pull them in. For, Lord, uh, I would not be surprised that you are waiting for millions and maybe even billions to turn to Christ before it is eternally too late because you said that you're not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. Uh, faith in Christ. And so Lord thank you for waiting for me. Thank you Lord for putting up with us and waiting for wicked, evil, sinful people who don't deserve to be called by your name much less deserve to go to heaven. And so, Holy Father God, uh, continue to move mightily in the hearts of people. 
family members, friends, and foes. And Lord, we pray, not only for the salvation of the lost uh, in our families and in our churches and in our individual lives, uh, we pray, Lord, for this, uh, for millions of people around the world. We pray for the revival of your true saints and born-again ones. We pray, Lord, for uh, the healing of the sick, if they're willing to uh, know you as Savior, believe in you as Savior, confess their sins and repent. Lord, let your will be done, and Lord, we pray that you will comfort those who are grieving and mourning. Uh, all around the world, due to the coronavirus plague, which is still killing people, we uh, thank you for one woman who has spent 370 days in, 70 days in the hospital from the coronavirus. Uh, God... Uh, Thank you for your mercy and grace. We pray that she would become completely healed. And Lord, protect uh, those of us who are your children and are willing to obey you and who have confessed our sins and repented. Continue to protect us from this deadly virus. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray and protect us from other viruses as well. And Holy Father God, I do pray, uh, for there's a new virus coming out of China, uh, coming out of New York. People, they're saying that thousands have polio. And so, Lord, protect us uh, from all of these things. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would lift our burdens for those of us who are saved and truly born again lift our burdens our cares our worries our anxieties our troubles and problems and fears from our feeble hearts and fill us with your peace and joy because we cast all of our care upon you uh, Lord help people to learn how to cast their burdens upon you their cares upon you and to give it to you and to trust you with it. It is a beautiful thing that you do for us. And Lord, we pray also that if we're willing to truly, as your people, confess our sins and repent of our sins and be obedient to you, please, with lessons learned, deliver us from all tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions. And deliver us, Holy Father God, from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, troubles and difficulties that we're facing. And uh, Holy Father God, uh, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would indeed protect millions Lord, from a housing, continue to protect millions from a housing crisis, a food crisis, a medical crisis, and a utilities crisis around the world, as you, uh, as you are and have been remembering mercy in the midst of serious chastisement and rebuke in the church and punishment in the world to draw them to yourself for salvation before it is eternally too late. 
Thank you, Lord, for moving mightily. Continue to uh, work uh, mightily in our midst as you see fit. And Holy Father God, let your will be done and not ours. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray also that you will bless and protect my family tonight uh, all around the world and uh, protect, Lord, uh, not only our, our family, my family, my children, but other Christians around the world and their families and their children. Protect us all from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Place, Lord, upon us tonight the whole armor of God, and surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ. And Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Thank you for reminding me, Lord, tonight uh, that my wife and other people in my family are filled with the demons and devils. And uh, I know people in my family don't like to hear that, and I know even some of my sweet evangelical brethren and sisters don't like to hear that. But Lord, there's no other way to explain uh, the behavior and the Judas spirits of people in my own family, including my own wife, Marika White. So Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of uh, Judas and the demons of hell are fighting fiercely in her life. And if she does not lay aside her pride and trust in you as Savior in a real sense, uh, I believe that these demons will destroy her life even more than what it has been destroyed. So, and I pray this for others who have been influenced by her, even my children, and the Lord cast out the devil and the demons of hell out of other people in on her side of the family and on my side of the family. Uh, and drive these demons of hell out of their lives. And I pray the same for other Christian families who will not mention this and who will not bring it up, but they have it going on in their lives. They know they have a son. They know they have a daughter who's demon-possessed and unruly. Or they have a spouse that is demon-possessed and hates the things of God and uh, because of the demons dwelling in them. So, Lord, I pray that you would drive the devils and the demons of hell out of the lives of these people who have this problem and who have no control over their behavior. The devil can take them at will. The demons can take them at will at any moment, any time, and uh, twist them to try to hinder uh, your work on earth, your gospel being preached. And uh, at the same time, Lord, I'm thankful for my thorns in the flesh. I am thankful for even tribulations and troubles and trials and this battle. I even told uh, Lord uh, while I was praying and 
And uh, I mentioned to you today, and while I was praying, my wife was with me praying, and I, I, I did want her to hear it, that uh, you have wired me in such a way that I actually enjoyed the battle. And that's something, as I told you, she doesn't realize. She does not understand that this, you have fixed me in such a way that this is uh, not a heartbreaking situation. It is not a backbreaking situation for me. It's, uh, it's, you, you have wired me in such a way and equipped me in such a way that it's a part of, uh, of uh, the battle of the Christian life. And, uh, and I, I enjoy the battle. It does not bother me. Uh, I would be uh, surprised if I did not have the battle. Uh, and the battle, uh, which is designed by the devil to be painful, uh, will come mostly from people who are close to you. As you have warned us, as you have predicted, as you have told us, that our greatest enemies will be they of our own household. And it has knocked out a many of servant of yours down through the years because they just can't take that, especially pastors. They can't take their family turning against them or their wife being bitter and angry towards them for nothing. But because you called me as a prophet and as an evangelist, uh, you have given me a thicker skin. And so I enjoyed the battle. I enjoyed this fight. And uh, I pray that I will continue to do that and until I leave here, either through death or the rapture. And uh, thank you for making me impervious to their attacks. And I pray that you would continue uh, to surround me and others of your servants with the band of your holy angels and a sentinel of your holy angels. For your glory, praise, and honor for the lifting up of Jesus Christ. For it is in Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. You, you people are very uh, uh, blessed that I can't sing because I, after I pray I feel like singing. Since we're doing things a little bit differently, I believe that we have gotten just a little bit off track and have skipped some verses. And so I'm going to add them manually, if you will. Turn in your Bibles to... Ephesians chapter 6 as a part of the family verses, what I dubbed the family verses, which are very important because nothing will mess your life up if you're not careful 
if you don't have your family going in the right direction. And let me say to all of you parents out there, from a man who's done the doggone thing by himself. I raised my children by myself. I made my wife help me by doing the dirty work. I didn't have to do any dirty work. And because she did not do her job well, none of my children had to do a whole lot of dirty work except for my sons. But my girls did not have to wash dishes. I made her do that because they had to rise and go take care of shopping and taking care of bills and preparing food for me and their siblings. Uh, so uh, it's a beautiful thing uh, even though uh, it would have been better for the younger ones to uh, step out on their own like they did, the older ones did. It's uh, considering the situation in this world and and everywhere else. Uh, uh, it, it's good that my oldest daughter, my oldest two daughters, who really stepped up to play their siblings' mothers because they took care of them under my direction and under uh, my request when their mother simply was not doing the job and so they know how to get things done and uh, and my oldest daughter Danny and I we wanted the other ones to step out by faith and and step out on their own and the reason for that and not have to go the route that they're going by being with her and her sister Danita and my daughter Danita and all of you Christian parents know why because you don't want your children younger children to be subservient to the older children out on their own with all of them being grown because that messes with the uh, respect factor for uh, for the younger children, and, the, and, and, and what I mean by that is, you want each child to go out on their own and do like the older three did, so that they will not be dependent upon them in any way, shape, form, or fashion, because that can easily become a situation where it is um, uh, unduly authoritarian and uh, um, abusive. Uh, and and, and younger, younger, the younger children can be mistreated, and you don't want that. And so I told them many times, what I want you to do is step out like your older sisters and brothers did when it's time for you to go. And you step out on your own and you start your thing and you do your thing. And then you, and you get your own place. And then you have your own auto uh, autonomy and your own uh, individualism and all of that. 
and and then you meet up at Starbucks and now you can talk equally about your life and you got something to tell them about your life just like they have something to tell you about theirs and it's an equal thing as as adults I told them that uh, however uh, if if the if my oldest daughter Danny and my oldest daughter Danita especially do things in a way where they are moving them on and transitioning them on into their own adult life with their own place and their own car and their own independence quickly then it should turn out well okay but I appreciate them doing this it is a it's a comfort to me and a blessing to me uh, but let me just say to you parents before I read this passage I don't care who you are I don't care who you think you are the greatest thing that God has given you to do is to raise your children yourself the greatest joy you'll ever have and I promise you if you don't do that you're going to miss out on the greatest blessing of your life this doling out your children to the campsite people to the doling your children out to the daycare kindergarten trying to get rid of your children as fast as you possibly can while they're young and 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 maybe hard to deal with and takes a lot to deal with them and then when they leave and it's time for them to leave 18 19 20, 21 you don't want them to leave you're boohooing and crying and you're apologizing because you never spent you don't even know the children and they don't know you see it's easier for the children to leave when they don't know you now and I, I've said this before let me tell you this now I, I am a man I you know I'm a, I'm a real man I'm a, I'm a father my children detected my love for them they, they, they knew I loved them so they called me the father and the mother because their mother uh, was not treating them right not telling them I love you and not hugging them and all of this foolishness and uh, so I raised them by myself and it was it's the greatest privilege of my life and they've all turned out well and not they're not perfect and they got the issues and and, and 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 some issues that they may not have told me about and that's their right as adults uh, but let me tell you something God will give you precious memories God will give you precious memories if you and see part of raising them is being there with them and you give them their first job you give them their first ministry duties I have fired my wife many times and I have fired all of my children at least once 
And there may be one or two that I never fired. Probably Danny and Danita, but I, I, I can't remember. Uh, they're the oldest of the daughters. Uh, but I fired, I fired everybody from my, from the jobs I gave them several times. And guess what happened? They learned to do what I told them to do, because I let them know serving the Lord is a privilege, and working in the family business is a privilege, and you're not indispensable. See, that's an, that's another problem with many families. Uh, they they lie and say that family is everything. Like the people uh, people who are indispensable. Nobody's indispensable. <laughs> you're not doing the job. We're gonna we're gonna replace you. And I'm gonna give somebody else two jobs. And I, I fired my wife altogether from everything. And 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 uh, she has not learned like the children to go ahead on and do the right thing. To this day, you see, my mentality and my attitude by faith in God is really. Uh, if you're not willing to do what you're supposed to do, I don't need you doing it for the Lord and for the business that supports the Lord's work. My faith, I, I, see, my, 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 the kind of faith that God has given me is I dare you to try to hinder it and try to hurt it and try to stop it uh, because I'll fire you and, and, and see what God's going to do, how, how he's going to replace you. That's real talk. And see, and more families need to understand this now. I love you, but now when it comes down to doing God's work and doing business for the Lord and for to support the ministry and all of that right there, uh, just because you're family does not mean I will not fire your behind. And I said it just like that. I, I'll, do, I'll do it in a heartbeat. See. And so, uh, and it's for the glory of God and for their good. But I, I, that's not the American way. The American way is family is everything. Family is not everything. God is everything. God is the one who gave you the family. And let me just say something to you, some of you married people right now. Go ahead and wake up. Get off that pillow and, and listen to me right now. If you're married, you've got the right one, baby. Huh? Did you hear me? <laughs> all of this foolishness and all of this bull about I miss my mate I miss my uh, soul mate uh, I didn't marry the right person so that gives me the right to go and marry somebody else the devil is a lie you're a lie your feet ain't made and your heart pumps peanut butter you got the right one baby God does not make mistakes now let me tell you something you know how hard it is for God to put a man and a woman together? That, that, is, that is almost just as miraculous as somebody getting saved. I cannot explain to you how God saves people. I can't. I can, all I can do is preach the gospel. All, there's 10 million other things that God does in people's hearts for them to hear the gospel, receive the gospel, believe the gospel, and believe on Jesus Christ and get saved for real. That's why I, I just do my little job that God called me to do. I trust him for everything else because <laughs> I don't even know all what he does. 
marriage is is a mysterious thing too do you know how how what god has to do to put a man with a woman a woman with a man to get married and all of that and this and you make the commitment to walk down the aisle and you invite family members friends and devils and everybody else to your wedding and you have a reception and all of that so-called honeymoon you got the right one baby make no mistake about it now if it goes sour and it goes south that's because both of you are wicked evil sinners you didn't see all of that before you got married because you didn't show that side okay and let me tell some of you men something before some of you single men a woman a woman's beauty is like heaven but the on the inside of most women today is like hell so be careful tell now all mothers love for me to say stuff like that but they 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 don't want to recognize and 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 and, and uh, understand and accept the fact that they are hell to their husbands but but they love for their sons to hear me say stuff like that that's right son you hear that you be careful with these women out here. But my point is, husbands and wives, you got the right one, baby. No, God, ah, uh, ah, uh, no. Well, I, I miss my, my soulmate. I miss my, I should have married so-and-so. No, Negro, uh, it don't work that way. It's too much. Marriage is too much, man. For you to get married, that's a big deal in God's sight. Do you hear me? God does a lot to bring that to pass, my friend. To put you in a marriage situation and in a family situation. You've got the right one, baby. Ah, uh -uh, no more lies. No more excuses in the words of Dr. Tony Evans. Do, you, do what you need to do. Grow up and do what you're supposed to do. Huh? Stop acting like a juvenile. In sickness and in health. My wife is sickly and has been sickly for a while. And I, I and not, not me. I already told you, not me. See, it's God, God's love. And I've been there right there with her all the way. Helping her uh, even take showers. And that's not, anybody who knows me, that's not Danny B. That's not me. Anybody who knows me knows that's not me. See, I want you to take care of yourself woman <laughs> but God leads me you know why I, I, I make sure she and my children know about this all of my children know about this uh, uh, especially the last four who were with me you go in there and take your shower because she she, like she does not want to take a shower I said you go in there and take your shower okay and you knock on the door and let and let me know you're ready for me to come shower you. You know why I do that? I cannot explain it to you as to why it is the case I, I, for with her that this way, because I don't trust her to do it thoroughly like she should, and particularly with uh, the ailment that she has. So I do it. I make I make sure it's done. I don't do it. I make sure it's done now. And she hates for me to do it. It's not something that she wants me to do. 
She hates for me to do it. Because I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to hit the spots that may burn a little bit or whatever. And because I have done that, she's doing better. Okay? No, so, you got the right one, baby. With all of her foolishness and his foolishness and mess and, and even lies and stealing from you and everything else. You got the right one, baby. <laughs> Look at me real good. Ah. So, so, so let me, let me uh, help you uh, understand. Divorce is not uh, an option. So stop the lying and talk, telling your girlfriends and telling your, your men friends, uh, fellows, I, I just married the wrong woman. I could say that, but I've never said that. Because God makes no mistakes and all things work together for the good. Now, I just saved maybe uh, 500 marriages right there. You remember those words. I, I think it's a song. You've got the right one, baby. Yes, you do. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, yeah. You, your soulmate. That's your soulmate right there. In God's sight, that's your soulmate. And will forever be your soulmate. Because, see, God did a whole lot to get you married. <laughs> I said God did a whole lot to get you married. That's a God thing. And and and, and uh, you may have been deceived as to how they really were. And most people are. And that's why they want to get out of it. They married the wrong person. But they did not. Not in God's sight. You married the right person. You got the right one baby. Uh -huh. Okay, you can lay back down now and go to sleep. It's all right. I'll still be here when you wake up. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Spike Lee created one of the greatest titles ever. Do the right thing. That's what God wants you to do too. By the way, it is the sign of a saved person is obedience. They're going to be focusing on that right there. It's, it's in them. From the time they get saved. They are very troubled about sin and they hate the broken fellowship from God when they sin. Which is the first level of chastisement. Broken fellowship. And uh, the sign of a lost person is disobedience. They have no problem with their sin and evil. They're disobedient. Do the right thing. Children. Young people. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Spike Lee, do the right thing. God will bless your life if you do the right thing. God will curse your life if you don't. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Regardless of their faults and failures, you still honor them and respect them. Number three, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Amen. You want things to be well with you. Do you know that there are things 
There are people uh, there are people that things are well with them. And there are people uh who things are not well with them. You can trace it back to this. If you hate your parents and you're a Judas to your parents, things are not going to be well with you. You betray your parents, you dishonor your parents, you lie on your parents. You disrespect your parents, things are not going to be well with you. And those of you who know better, you better do better because it's going to happen to you quicker and harder than the regular Joe or Jane. And ye fathers, God speaks to the children in three verses. And now in verse 4, God speaks to the parents, mainly the fathers. I think I, I take great humble pride in raising my children myself. And I never had a desire to dump them off on people and dump them off on babysitters. And uh, I was thinking about a babysitter situation today. Oh yeah, I was talking to you all the other night about uh, uh, girlfriends who want your wife to go somewhere with them and criticize the husband for not letting you go and t telling telling them honey you might need to get you another man you can't go where you want to go with us uh and she said well i'm not uh, and then the the good wife is going to say no nah, I, I, i'm not even going to ask him that because i already know the answer he wants me home with the children now they all divorced and 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 whores and everything else out there whoring around out there they're trying to pull her out there with them. And then a good husband is going to add some things. Like uh, I've added with my wife. Uh, also, tell them, don't even ask you. Well, since you're not going and you're so holy, uh, why don't you watch our children for us? Uh-uh. Listen to me. Read my lips. Uh-uh. I want to say something else, but I'm not going to say it. No. He doesn't want your devilish children over to our house. In, in fact, he does not want them over there even when you're there anymore. So he doesn't want you there either. So, no, you know, we're not, I'm not keeping your children and bring, bringing your hell into my house so you can go and whore around. Mm -mm. Do not. Uh, all this swapping of children, this is dangerous and, and wicked and foolish. That's not in the Bible. And then, then I, back to the point where I gave you, you got the right one, baby. You know what I thought about? I don't, know, I don't see anywhere in the Bible where the people who were married in the Bible, Adam and Eve, even after what Eve did. They stayed together. They, and nobody in the Bible ever said, well, I didn't marry the right one. I, 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 don't, I don't know of, uh, anybody in the Bible who said that. That's not biblical. That's not Christian. And as bad as uh, our marriage has been, my wife has never said that and I've never said that. We've never even thought about it, anything like that.
And that's only by the grace of God. But I don't know of anywhere in the Bible where somebody said, you know what, uh, Eve, I married the wrong one. You know what, uh, Abraham from Sarah, I married the wrong man. You're a man of faith. And I'm a man of, uh, and I'm a woman, no, God forbid, no, no. <laughs> I'm a woman of my own devices, okay? Nobody, nobody did that in the Bible. You were married, you were married. You got the right one, baby. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And that's what God wants fathers to do and to oversee. You don't have to do everything. Your wife, who's supposed to be a mother, uh, should help you greatly get this done. You're the CEO. You're the president of the company. You don't have to do everything, You just, but you better make sure it's done in God's sight. Because you don't want God to come down and deal with you. Because he will. He will. Yeah. He'll deal with you for not dealing with your wife. And discombobulating the lives of the children. He wants peace and order in that home so that the children can do their uh, ministry work in, in our family's case, business work, school work, family work. They had to do all of that. They worked from the time they were little children on, on out the door. They, I, I guarantee you my children work less now except for my youngest three because they, they, uh, they, they just doing a, a tremendous job. They're doing the same thing they were doing when they were here. And more and better. But 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 uh, taking on these other jobs that the older three have taken on and businesses that they have started. They learned that from me, by the way. I taught them if you want to live well in America, you need to have your own business. You don't need, you don't need to be working for somebody. Have your own business. And you can work for somebody for a while, but have your own business at the same time. Uh, but they worked hard when they were here. Every last one of them. From the time they got in the morning to the time they went to bed. We were getting it. And that's how it ought to be. That, and that's how you keep your children from becoming bored. So-called bored. And they're on the phone all day, sitting on the couch, on your phone that you pay for. And, and, and on the device and on the computer, ain't not paying you any attention, can't stand you. And don't even want to uh, recognize you and look up at you and say anything to you, and 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 they're using your 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 device and your phone that you pay for. And Negroes, you must be crazy. Mm -mm. No sir, no ma'am, it's not going to happen. And your father provoke not your children to wrath. You don't need to be abusive. You don't need to be mean. You don't need to be hateful to your children, but you must love them. And that may mean tough love because there's going to be some Negroes who are going to try you. Okay? And you have to get in their face and let them know what time it is. 
That's if you love them. If you don't love them, I, I didn't allow my wife to get in their face. I didn't allow my wife to chastise my children. Because they didn't even believe she loved them. I know it's hard for you people to hear about an evil mother and an evil wife. You know why it's hard for you to hear it? Because you're evil. And you don't want your husband to get any ideas to expose you. So my advice to you is just go ahead and do what I'm telling you. So he won't get to that point. Because once he gets to that point and God allows him to do it, it's not going to be pretty. And it's not going to be fun. So learn from my wife's rebuke to be a better wife and mother yourself. Be quiet. Don't be trying to attack me and trying to tell people not to listen to me because you're guilty. And you're more wicked than my wife is. So don't do that. Just learn. Get saved if you're not saved. Obey God's word and be a sweet, loving wife to your husband and mother to your children. That's what you need to be doing. Don't be worrying about what I'm doing. Don't be trying to stop me. I'm trying to help you. Because some of you are worse than my wife is. And, you're, and, and you think because your husband does not say anything, he's happy. He's not. He's putting up with your foolishness so that at least once a month, he gets some vagina from you. Or something. So... Lay back down. <laughs> Lay your head back down. What did this Negro say? Lay your head back down and listen. Okay? But the two things that God wants you to do as a father and as parents. My dear friends, I'm way over here in Philippians. The fan blew me away. But bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Okay? Pat them on the back when they do well. May God help the children who have never heard from their father. You did a great job. You did fantastic. Congratulations. Wonderful. May God help the children who have never heard that. From their father or their mother. Now I, I got a few pats on the back. After I was grown from my dad. Because he was saved and I was saved. And he, was, he marveled at how I traveled around the world. It was, a, it was just a dream. A miracle for him to, to see me traveling around the world. Preaching the gospel. I mean that, that, that blessed his heart. Tremendously. Uh, but uh, my mother has never uh, patted me on the back said you did a great job to this day and she's one of these mothers that is more like a competition in her mind uh, instead of a, a, a mother saying you know what you did good Daniel you did, you did a great job with that she's never done anything like that you say, does it bother you? Nope. I'm not wired that way. It would bother some men and some women, grown adults. But that, I'm not, I'm not, God wired me differently. I'm not a, it doesn't matter to me whether she says that or not. It didn't matter to me that she didn't call uh, and reach out to me 
uh, until my brother died, uh, which was more like her pet. See, the youngest son. She didn't. She didn't uh, try to communicate with me until he died. Okay, you say, does that bother you? No, it does not bother me at all. Uh, she's always been that way. See. And so that's why I was very, very on it when I saw that my wife, Marika White, was not going to show love to her children, pat them on the back, you know, kiss the little boo-boos, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and uh, not hug them. And some of you women are mad at me for saying this because you have failed in that same area. And you're mad at me for bringing it up. Your husband's not going to do it because he's afraid of you. I'm not. See, I'm called to do what I'm doing. To rectify the situation in families. And your husband's not going to say anything to me either. Yeah, You want him to. You have told him to. And he's not going to say anything to me. You know why? Because he knows I'm doing God's work here. And he's sick and tired of the foolishness. He's he's rooting for me against you. So don't come at me again now, because uh, you're going to fail again. So pat your children on the back when they do well. Pat them on the butt when they do evil. Both and, only if you love them. If you're excited about doing the patting on the butt, the whipping on the butt, and you, you, you want to get, get some anger out and all that, I, don't you touch them. Because you don't have the right spirit. You got the spirit of the devil. And all the time you want to whip your children when they make you angry. No, no, no. Mm -mm. None of that should never be that way. But you do have to whip them if you want them to turn out halfway right. Only if you love them, and only if you love them so much you're willing to delay it for a day or two or three. And I'm going to leave it at that tonight. Early one Sunday morning, breakfast was on the table. There was no time to eat, she said to me, boy hurry to Sunday school. How many of you remember Sadie, you baby boomers? Anyway, Sadie, don't you know we love you sweet Sadie? I think that was the Isley Brothers. You woke up now, ain't you? <laughs> Where did that Negro get that from? Ooh, that's almost, what, 40 years ago? Let's pray for some of the people who have their families who have died from the coronavirus plague. And let's pray for a few other people as well.
Holy Father God, we pray for the millions of people who have, uh, who are grieving and mourning over their sick and dead loved ones, that you would comfort them as only you can and draw them to yourself for salvation. <clears throat> we pray, Lord, for a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of Kentucky resident Stephen Sprague. We pray for the family and friends of Bouvet Island resident Hasha Moscow. And Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Oklahoma resident Stan Mathias. And Lord, now we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the people who have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel uh, from this pulpit. And uh, Lord, I give you the glory, praise and honor in every corner of the world. We pray for Gessner. We pray for Kath Iuska. We pray for Mariah, we pray for Alvaro, and we pray for Omara. Help them all to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and be the Christians that you want them to be. And so, dear friend tonight, if you're with us, uh, and if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in the free pardon of your sins. The greatest thing you can do in this world is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For he will save your soul and take your nothingness and make it into something absolutely magnificent and beautiful. Understand with me first and foremost, uh, or first rather, uh, that you are a sinner, you must understand that. That you have sinned against God. You have committed crimes against heaven. And so have I, so has the Pope, so has the Dalai Lama, so has Joel Osteen, the pastor of the largest church in America. A good guy. But he's a sinner too, and he'll admit it. He'll say it with a smile, but he'll, he'll admit that he's a sinner too. We're all sinners. We're all in the same boat. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have failed God. We have failed God because we have a sinful nature that we gain from our ancestors. And we choose to sin. And we're so wicked, we create sins. We are a sin factory. 
and violations against God. Uh, lying, stealing, lusting after people and things. Coveting after people and things. Dishonoring, disobeying, disrespecting your parents. Dishonoring God by taking his name in vain. These are all sins that we all have committed. And that's just five of the Ten Commandments. Should I go on? Adultery. There are other sins such as homosexuality. That's right. If you are a homosexual, if you are practicing homosexual, if you do not get saved, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ and repent of that lifestyle, you're going to hell. <clears throat> Same thing with adultery. If you're living the, a life of adultery and shacking up, committing fornication, having sex with people you're not married to, if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins and turn from those evil sins, you're going to hell. That's all there is to it. <clears throat> there is a penalty for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. There's always a punishment for sin. There's always a punishment for crimes that we commit. In this life, you do evil, even in this life, the authorities are coming after you, as they should. For the government was raised up by God. And if God is going to punish you down here for your crimes and allow sinners to, to prosecute you, and put you in jail or kill you for murdering somebody else in the state of Texas then you need to understand that you're going to hell if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and get with the lawyer who has never lost a case and believe in him and repent of your sins okay and what God wants you to understand is <clears throat> God is the judge of the world and he loves you he has proven that by sending his son Jesus Christ to suffer bleed and die for your sins in your place was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God and all you have to do is simply believe in him and your sins have been covered. Your sins are gone. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. All you have to do is believe in him. Now, so God loves you, but you need to understand something, which you probably don't understand, that you die because of sin. The wages of sin is death. You do not die because of cancer like Olivia Newton-John died the other day. That was a means of her death. Uh, Olivia Newton-John died like everybody else in the same, for the same reasons, because of sin. 
our sinful nature and our choosing to sin against God Almighty. And so therefore, you must understand that if God will allow you to die as a punishment for your sins, that is to cease to exist on this earth. Olivia Newton-John, my girl, is not here. And, and there was a time she sung like an angel. I believe that. She, she's not singing now. We, we can still hear her music. We can still see her on video, but she's not here anymore. David McCullough died the same day. The great historian. Very humble man. Very gifted man. Uh, but he was a sinner too. And he died because of his sins, not because of a, a long-standing disease. And you're going to die too because of your sins. We're all on death row. Not just the man, uh, the men and women uh, in, on death row uh, in jail. We are on death row. For the Bible says it is appointed on the men once to die, but after this the judgment. Okay. It is appointed unto us to die. This is a horrifying fact, my friends. Okay, Don't believe the philosophers who tell you, well, death is a part of life. Uh -huh. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's dumb. That's, 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 that's stupid. That's foolishness. No. Death is the ending of life as we know it on this earth. It is the cessation of life, my friends. You understand me? There's no continuation of life. Uh, uh, it's a part of life. That's, oh, no. The only people who have hope after death are Christian people. Nobody else. People who have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and who showed that they believed in him by obeying him. For Jesus Christ said, if you love me, keep my commandments. A truly born-again Christian does not have a problem with that even though they're not perfect and they may fail from time to time. And God wants you to understand that if <clears throat> he allowed you, if he would allow you to die from this beautiful ball called earth hanging on nothing but his word. Get, get your head around that right there and maybe you'll go ahead on and get saved here. You on a moving ball called Earth that's turning around at breakneck speed and the water does not fall off, hanging on nothing. And see, I believe that God did it that way to help you to believe in Him. You know, He could have put it on a foundation, but no, He just He put the Earth right, right out, you know, out there, and it's turning perfectly morning and night on nothing not connected to anything but the word of God and you're going to tell me there's no God you, uh, what God wants you to understand that if he will allow you to die off of this earth never to return he will allow you to go to hell to spend eternity in hell, the jail of eternity, the prison house of despair, 
forever and ever. And that's the God you're dealing with. You can, you can think that he's some, you know, grandfatherly figure who does not know what's going on and, uh, you know, the man upstairs, all you want to, he's just so loving, he would never send us to hell. First of all, he's not sending you to hell, you're sending yourself. Because you saw this ball twirling around and you claim to be an agnostic and atheist. You, you, you didn't even want to respect him. And you know the ball is hanging on nothing. Who put it there? And so you disrespected him and disregarded him and you did what you wanted to do. You heard the gospel and you rejected it. Well, you're going to hell forever. You're going to burn in hell forever for Jesus Christ, the same one who said, For God so loved the world, preached on hell more than anybody in the Bible, and said, Hell is a place where the fire shall never be quenched. Now, is he, is he lying? No. Far from it. God forbid. Because Jesus can't lie. Everything he said is true. God can't lie. They can't lie. And, and, and God and Jesus are not the beings who play games. They don't play games. We play games. God does not play games. Jesus does not play games. His face is like this right here. Okay. This is serious. You, have, you are offending me. The Bible says God is angry with the wicked every day. But yet, out of his love for us, while we were yet in sins, Christ died for us. That's love for you now. I would advise you strongly to take that love and take that gift of salvation and run with it. Seriously. All over the world. Wherever you are, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Saved from what? You must understand it's not just saved from a bad marriage like some pastors like to make you believe it. It's saved from a financial uh, uh, downturn, saved from some medical issue or health. Man, no, no. It's saved from the sin that causes you to go to hell. You be, you're literally getting saved from hell so that one day you can be a part of the great uh, 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 time in heaven where God renews everything. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ <clears throat> and thou you shall be saved. Jesus Christ said dear friends in Mark 9 43 through 48 and if thy hand offend thee cut it off it is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched and if thy foot offend thee cut it off it is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched.
And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Now, dear friends, you're never going to hear a better sermon on hell than what Jesus preached. I mean, he went way deep, deeper than any man, any man-child preacher uh, can go. And he preached on hell more than anybody in the Bible. He preached on hell more than he did about heaven. Why? Because he loves you. Not because he hates you. But you will go to hell if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins. Now, that's, 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 that's real talk. And that's what God wants you to know. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For Jesus Christ said... The most loving, the most magnificent, and most important words in the history of the world. When he said, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do it now. Have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust in Jesus Christ. Depend upon him for your soul's salvation. Get your eternal life insurance policy. I know you got your 995 Jonathan uh, life insurance policy. You, and, and you got to pay that premium. Jonathan, that's what Jonathan keeps telling you. Now you can make sure you pay the, You can keep it if you pay the premium. You pay the, you pay the price. Well, you can get your eternal life insurance policy paid for in full. You don't have to pay a monthly payment. You don't have to work for it because you can't. And you don't have enough money to pay for it. That's why it's free. That's God's love for you. We're not talking about getting baptized. We're not talking about uh, joining the church. Baptism cannot save your soul. Hell will draw all that water off your back. Many baptized people, Christian people, are in hell tonight. Joining a church will not save you. Speaking in tongues, shouting, dancing, running around the church has nothing to do with your salvation. Giving money to the church can't save you because you don't have enough money. Elon Musk does not have enough money. He needs to get saved too. Jeff Bezos needs to get saved. Zuckerberg needs to get saved. And they can put all their money together. They can't buy salvation. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend, as he has instructed you. Call on his name and ask him to save you. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. So that you can be set up for the the divine reset by God. 
So right now, dear friend, if you want to be saved right where you are, in your bedroom, in your easy chair, right where you are, on the job, get saved now. Don't let this conviction that God has put on you uh, leave you. Go ahead and do it now. Ask your boss for a break and get saved. Call on his name by praying with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart, believing in your heart in Jesus Christ, who suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins and for the sins of the world, was buried and rose on the third day. He paid your sin debt. He took your place. He went through your hell and went to hell for you, for me and for everybody else. He's already paid the price. Believe in him. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have indeed committed those sins the preacher talked about. I am sorry for my sins. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures, and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart by faith in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ uh, tonight, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God, and you called on his name in prayer with me, and you meant it from your heart. I declare to you that based upon the word of God, the Holy Bible, you are now saved from hell based upon what Jesus Christ has said. And you can trust in his words. You can trust in God's words. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is the purest gospel message in the history of the world. And the most important words in the history of the world to mankind. Now, dear friend, to help you grow in the faith, please go to gospellightsociety.com 
and read my book free of charge titled what to do after you enter through the door and uh, it will give you the steps the next steps to grow into the Christian disciple that God wants you to be. It will be a fresh start for you. Also, please email uh, me and let us know that you got saved at DW3 at GospelLightSociety.com Let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you and send you more information. If you have a prayer request, and not only those of you who just got saved, but anybody, uh, please uh, send your prayer request in uh, to the email that's on your platform, and they'll get it to me, and I will pray for you until you tell us to stop. So, dear friends, God loves you. Understand that. Jesus loves you. We love you. And may God bless you real good tonight. Let's all stand for our closing prayer as we listen to the beautiful hymns of the faith. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you, Lord, and thank you for this magnificent day that has just wrapped up. I praise you and I thank you for this great service that you've given us tonight. And I thank you, Lord, for your Holy Word, your Holy Spirit, and most of all, your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And help us now to pray without ceasing and to read and to meditate on your Holy uh, Word. And grant us all a great night of rest and sleep. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time.